Welcome back to our Goodfellow Innovation Discussed podcast. Can you believe, Aphrodite, this is episode five? Really? Already there. Nice. We started this back in May, was it May? And we're already recording episode five. Um, it will soon be Christmas. Super. Yeah, that's how the year's going. Uh, and talking of Christmas and holidays, this is basically the holiday episode anyway, because it's only you and me today. Oh, nice. And you've just come back from holiday. Yes, I did. How was that? You had quite a bit of time off, didn't you? Oh, we don't say that, but yeah. <laughs> I had a very nice time, thank you. Yeah, I don't think I've seen you properly since... Uh... In August, no, yeah. Well, I went to Greece yeah, right, home. So for holidays, so I went... Well, so in Greece, we all imagine that you can go for holidays on an island and have like some mojitos, cocktails, etc., and nice by the sun and the sea and everything, right? But you can do alternative holidays as well. Is it a Alter promotion for Greece, this one episode? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. You tell me. <laughs> alternative holidays. What do you mean? Well, I've been in, on, in the mountains. Mm -hmm. Is it in the mountains? Yeah, up the mountains, in the mountains. Yes. Yeah. So I've been up in the mountains and it was lovely because I have a summer house in the mountains in an area which is called Zagori. Or nice. Zagori, otherwise. So you can do hiking, you can do climbing, you can do... Um, canoe and kayak because we have a river so it's lovely there and all the houses are made of stone we had a festival traditional festival as well so for three days actually so we are drinking and dancing for three days in a wow. row okay uh, so we did some canoe and kayak we did some hiking as well uh, not much I would say and then a lot of chit-chatting seeing all my friends from childhood it's like we have let's say a rendezvous, a rendezvous yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, every year at the same time, so it's the, the second week of August, so we're all gathering there saying our news from the whole season and everything in the year. Then I went to an island, a beautiful one, small one, which is called Paxos. Yeah. Uh, lovely beaches and it was amazing actually and just a bit of time of, for relaxing, alright, so we need that. And then back to my hometown to see my family, my uncles, my aunties, my friends as well, so a bit of yeah, a bit of everything, so it was lovely. You had quite a bit of uh, time, nice and relaxed. Come yeah. back with a new haircut as well. Oh, yes. I always do that when I'm going to Greece. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of time and a haircut. <laughs> yeah, excellent, excellent. And I will apologise to listeners, just in case there's a bit of background noise, where we're recording today, uh, a few people are walking past the door. So um, if you can hear something in the background then uh, we do apologise. Um, but did you go on holiday? I haven't been on holiday yet, no. I had um, uh, I had a bit of time off early in June. Uh, oh. Just went to see my children at their universities and a bit of time like that. Um, but I don't actually get my holiday till next month. Um, and then I've got a week off next month. Uh, and where are you going? Going to Menorca for, uh, for a week. Um, yeah, a little oh, bit. Oh, that's of, exotic. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, try and just sneak in a little bit of um, uh, winter sun just as the uh, the autumn kicks in here. So I'm jealous, but I, I, I've, <laughs> been, I've, just, been, just, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been, I must admit it, <laughs> but I've been all right. <laughs> and um, we, we should say congratulations to our usual co-host Nick as well, Nick Bashore, um, on becoming a father for this, I think it's the second time, second isn't time. it? Yeah. So congratulations. Congratulations. Nick. So Nick is uh, is on paternity leave at the moment, so can't join us. And because lots of other of our colleagues are on holiday, we've not been able to get a guest in like um, like we had James last time. Wasn't so James fun though? Our audience time? will stick with us now. Yeah, oh. absolutely. James was fun <laughs> last time though, and his, uh, yeah. with his conversation around nuts and bolts. That was I, I enjoyed that. 
Indeed. So, um, and wasn't wasn't our wasn't our boss near you on holiday as well? Yes, he was at Corfu actually. So right. I could wave from Texas <laughs> and he could see me, all right? Imaginary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Trying yeah. to trying to record podcasts in August is uh, is not it's always bit, easiest, yeah. it's not always the easiest thing to do. Yeah. But there we go. So, um, one of the things we started in previous episodes, I uh, I got guests to write in and ask us questions. Yeah, um, that would had be a, very interesting. Yeah, actually. I know, and we would love more people to uh, to write in. So please do email us on marketing at goodfellow com. Comment on our LinkedIn posts. Um, if you've got a question around materials, science materials, um, please do uh, do messages and we will do our best to answer us. Now we, we have had a question uh, come in Aphrodite oh from, our, from our partners in uh, Spain. These are our channel partners, Group 03. Um, they've asked an interesting question. Now I'm going to cover it off right at the beginning that we're not seismologists or cosmologists or anything like that and therefore we don't really know the answer to this question but I thought it was... Just a small material scientist. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I, I thought it was an interesting question anyway because it does uh, it does have some link to us. So they asked uh, or they said, uh, we've learned that they have managed to create the material that makes up the Earth's core. What can you tell us about it? Now I had a look into this because I thought, well, what, what does that actually mean? Because we know that the core is predominantly made up of nickel and iron, and we'll come back to that in a little bit. But there was some interesting news that came out that I, had, I wasn't aware of, and I know this isn't necessarily related directly to us as, as uh, material scientists. Indeed. But did you know that they think the core of the Earth has changed direction and is actually rotating the other way to the, the planet itself? I didn't know. I've never read that, all right? So I haven't read that news, but that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Is that that helps us from the magnetic field and everything? Yeah, so, so it's, it's, there's some, you know, you've got these staggering statistics that when I was looking into this, and it's a bit of a shame Nick isn't here because he, he loves his, oh, yes. his, he <laughs> loves his space conversation. And he could probably talk about this for hours. <laughs> that's um, true. But it's, it's generally believed that the core rotates counterclockwise when viewed from the North Pole. This is sort of the way the Earth rotates. So if we were looking from space at the planet with the North at the top, it would be rotating anti-clockwise. And what they say is they generally believe that the core rotated in the same direction. But now what they seem to think is that it may have stopped rotating or is actually rotating in the other direction now. And this is something that they believe actually happens every 60 to 70 years. So it keeps changing, which probably maintains the balance of our rotation. The only thing that I can get from what you have said is that the crystal structure of the iron-nickel content that we have inside is different, to right. be honest. Yeah. I don't know if that's the case. I genuinely don't what know. what we have believed, all right? So it might be an anisotropic effect there. Yeah. So that's what I can say from the materials perspective, all right? I found it, I found it fascinating. Indeed but I really, I really want to sort of make sure that people don't uh, don't think that we know what we're talking about when it comes to this particular subject, because there are far more specialists. Maybe we can get somebody on as a guest yes, in the future a who will tell us. Or something. But it was quite interesting to find out, um, and I sort of I used a little bit of um, Google Bard and things like this to try and find out where a little bit more about the core itself, and it's. It's amazing to think about how our planet is structured, and and I do find this really really quite interesting. The there's some really basic facts here. That many of our listeners probably already know, but the Earth's core is so hot that it would melt steel. 
um, which is which is quite staggering. They think that it's around about five and a half thousand degrees Celsius, nine thousand nine hundred degrees Fahrenheit, um, and the pressure is. Now, this is numbers that um, that just make your mind boggle. But basically, the pressure down there is about 360 billion pascals, which equates to 52 million pounds per square inch. Effectively, if you appeared down there, you'd disappear in a nanosecond. It's uh... Yeah. Well, what you said is similar to the, dem the temperature of the sun as, as well, yeah. to be honest. Wow. Yeah. It, it's... Uh, and core. And they think that the Earth's core is about 70% of the size of the moon. So if you think about wow. what we're looking at in the sky, yeah. the, 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 it's about 70% of that is in the, in the middle. It's about 2,800 kilometres down to get to the core. It's a long way down. It's, it's just mind-boggling, the, these facts. Um, I do apologise to Group 03 that we don't have a direct answer for you there, but... The, the core is made up of solid iron and the outer core is molten iron and nickel. This is basically how, how, it's, how it's structured. So when I was thinking about what we could talk about for a little bit this afternoon um, on the podcast Aphrodite, I was thinking, well, what could we talk about? We, we obviously sell iron and nickel Absolutely. products. So I didn't know if you could tell us a little bit more about those particular forms and what the materials that we've got. Absolutely. So we have, of course, iron and nickel in different purities, all right? Um, let's say predominantly iron or nickel in different forms from foils, plates, even discs. Well, wire for iron, that is a good question. We can discuss it later on. Wire, iron wire is very, very difficult to produce, especially very, very thin wires. We is very difficult to produce. You always have to dope it with something, let's say, nickel, for example, right? So okay. you can say you can have a 95% iron and 5% nickel because it's very, very robust and is, is very hard as a material, even though we think iron and then we have stainless steels. Oh, they're millable and we can make several, let's say, produce several components from these, but it's not this, the case just for pure iron. All right, so we have iron, we have nickel in different purities, different forms, tubes, rods, bars, and almost anything. But also we have the alloys of iron nickel, and this is very interesting, all right? So, okay. for example, we can have invar, which is an alloy composed of, let's say, 64 of iron, 65, I don't remember the exact, let's say, 64, right? Because this came first in my mind, so whatever came first, first in your mind is the right <laughs> one, the right, right, one, the right yeah. answer. And so the rest of it is nickel, and this is known for very well known. The the invar is very well known for the low coefficient of thermal expansion, uh, so it doesn't expand. Let's say when you have some heat on it, or I know when you are applied temperature, or the temperature changes as well. So this is very important for precision instruments. Let's say. Yeah. All right, or it can be used in other scientific equipments um, where dimensional let's say, stability is crucial, is a crucial element for your application, right? Property yeah. as well. Then we have cover, uh, invar cover. So they belong to, let's say, similar families, all right? Alloys of iron and nickel. Then cover um, consisting, let's say, 54 of iron and, the and a bit of nickel and the rest is uh, cobalt as well. Although, but uh, it has excellent thermal expansion properties as well, and is used in electronics mainly, so you, or electrical applications, and you can do as well hermetic uh, sealing kind of glass with cover, ceramics as well is used in ceramics and ceramics that are used in electronic applications. So it's very important and is a very important alloy. 
another alloy which really I really really like because my let's say my expertise was in magnetic alloys all right is the permalloy okay so it's a soft magnetic alloy which contains iron and nickel so it's another family of iron and nickel alloys and um, and it exhibits very high magnetic permeability and low core loss at the same time so it can be used uh, for let's say electrical applications or either in transformers or right? whenever you have an electromagnetic field okay so inductors or magnetic shielding as well so it can be used in aerospace it can be used in any electric component that you have an electromagnetic field so it's very very important the permalloy all right and we do have that um, there are other nickel and iron alloys as well which is soft magnetic alloys okay it depends on the content of nickel or the iron and then you have a Hustle alloy for example which is another family of nickel and iron alloys which is uh, this one has significant amount of nickel while whilst the others they have more iron let's say and these are no uh, these alloys are known for their corrosion resistance because nickel is cor gives corrosion resistance to even to stainless steel for example or chromium will give to stainless steel but now we are discussing about nickel okay? yeah yeah sure so i'm keeping there right no, no, i'm no, sorry it's, it's fascinating uh, yes and these are the hustle alloys are corrosion resistant alloys for let's say um environments that they are very uh, demanding all right so you're finding applications like chemical processes processing again aerospace etc so it's very important hustle alloy another important alloy and in general iron nickel goes with cobalt or then you have iron nickel in stainless steels as we said as well so you have a numerous range or of, of iron and nickel alloys all right that you can use in day to day as well uh, applications so okay it's very interesting yeah. iron nickel and these are in different forms as well right so my, we might have foils plates etc rods anything that you can imagine so even powder tell me if we talk about foils for example and we mm -hmm. could we could spend a long time going through all our different forms and yes. stuff like that but foils um foils is one of uh, goodfellow's uh best-selling products yes um, we we sell a lot in uh, a lot of different materials and for listeners do remember to go to the www.goodfellow.com website where there's lots of information on our foils available on there many of them available to buy online or you can contact the team for your specific requirements but tell me aphrodite what what would you use a nickel foil for over an iron foil or a, a versus other types of foil that we have that's a very good question actually so as we said with the alloys all right it depends on the application so let's say that you have where would you use predominantly an iron or a nickel foil right that doesn't come up in my mind because uh, there are so many applications all right but for example you can use it in instruments okay so you buy a very thin iron foil or a very thin nickel foil and then you do XRD experiments mm -hmm. and you can let's say determine the thickness or determine determine the structure so maybe you can use them as reference materials yeah one application all right um then foils in general can be used in aerospace as we said all right yeah. so metal diaphragms i don't know what can be used in aerospace or even to cover we said that the nanosatellites yeah, right yeah. like well gold foil but that's different all right yeah, i was going to say so that's the difference in, in yes, space you use in gold general foil. foils yeah I'm, I'm talking about tenor of foils yeah, yeah, because of um uh, so electronics application all right you might use an iron foil foil or a nickel foil usually it's copper foil though i'm sorry because That's it okay. has better electrical conductivity and thermal conductivity <laughs> all right 
So electronics, you can use it as strain goes, as um, f um, metal heaters, all right, Me uh, flexible metal heaters. You can use them as uh, speaker domes, several applications, medical applications as well. So either you use them on in pacemakers, so to make a pacemaker, for example, okay. right? Um, several medical instruments, mm -hmm. they're made from foils, all right, or x-ray filters as well. So, for example, you have beryllium, it's used as an x-ray filter, all yeah. right, beryllium foils, and we do have beryllium foils. Uh, automotive catalysts, again, mm, you might use, mm, not a nickel, it will be a platinum or a rhodium catalyst, but anyway, you can use a foil <laughs> as a catalyst, all right. Uh, again, metal diaphragms, I don't know where they can be used everywhere, even in speakers for automotive, all right, so you use a diaphragm. Heated changers, uh, foils can be used everywhere, because when, ask, when people are asking me, where can I use a foil, I'm like, well, uh, everywhere. Imagine an aluminum foil, where can you use it? In packaging. Yeah. Um, not in packaging, but then aluminum foils, you can use them because it's soft and flexible. Where can you use I don't know, aerospace, because also it was very, the density is very low of aluminum, so then you will use it in aerospace. Or an aluminum alloy then, again, because you need it, it needs to be corrosion resistant, also you need uh, certain mechanical properties. But in general, foils can be used anywhere, anywhere you think, anywhere, even inside your body, outside your body, anywhere. Wow. Okay, inside yes. the body as well. Titanium, yes. Yeah. Grade five, which is a me the medical yeah. uh, grade of titanium, yes, it can be used. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't set oh, the material. That doesn't set metal detectors off at the airport, does it? Uh, no, no, no. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, oil and gas are using foils because, um, depending on the foils, as linings for corrosion resistance. Um, Again, diaphragms in oil and gas and um, filters as well, metal filters that they are using. Um, where else? Everywhere, industrial applications, even in architecture, right? Yeah. Everywhere. Foils can be used everywhere. So we've got quite a broad brush of yes. materials in foil format. And the good part is that we have the capability in-house to produce foils in several thicknesses, all right? We can go down to five micron, can you believe that? I mean... Is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty thin. Yes, just to roll it down, all right? Yeah. Because then you can make foils via sputtering or electrochemistry. So it depends what, how, what you want and the thickness that you want. So if a customer, somebody listening to this, or a customer who approaches us and they've got a requirement, they can come to your team anyway, have yeah. a chat, talk through, identify Always. the right foil, the right material. Yeah, we can identify if they don't, if they know the application, they don't know which exact material they can use. We can do that ourselves as well and suggest to the customer the best material yeah. that is more suitable for their application. So if they want, they can send to the technical team, so technical at goodfellow.com, or if they want a general inquiry, maybe at info at goodfellow.com, yeah. send an email. Excellent. So we, we, we can dive quite into this. And, and thank you to the team at Group 03 for, for sending in the question. It started a fascinating conversation. If we didn't know, even if we didn't know the original answer to your question, um, <laughs> we've certainly been able to go down quite, uh, quite a route. And I believe uh, the team at Group 03 are joining us um, on the 26th of September for our uh, channel partner day that, that, that we're doing or channel partner afternoon. Um, and that's quite important. We have uh, partners around the world that we that we work with. Um, as well as our own distribution network. And I think, you know, we should get Adam, who's our channel partner manager. He should come on and Absolutely. have a chat. Um, he, he enjoys a podcast from time oh, to yeah. time, doesn't he? Of course he does. <laughs> so we should get him in. So we look forward to seeing uh, you guys at Group 03 and, the, and our other partners on 
our online channel partner program on the 26th of September. It's also important to mention that our US team will be at the Advanced Materials Show in Columbus uh, on the 3rd and 4th of October, uh, which is uh, a, a good event they're looking forward to. Uh, going to, we've also got Advanced Engineering coming up at the beginning of November and the MRS show in Boston um, at nice. the at the end of November as well. So we've my got a favorite busy, one is MRS yeah, you, in Boston. You love that show, don't you? I love that. I show. went to it last year. It's uh, it was it was a good trip. Um, so thank you to everybody for listening to to the episode. A reminder once more, just to visit any questions that you've got, you can visit www.goodfellow.com. The website uh, is full of lots of articles, answers, product pages. Not just about nickel and iron and foils and wires, but every other product that uh, that we look at. If you've got any specific inquiries, don't forget you can contact our technical team as Aphrodite has just talked through. Uh, and we would really love more questions for the podcast because it starts really good conversations uh, for future episodes. So don't forget to email us on marketing at goodfellow.com or comment on our posts on LinkedIn uh, where we'll be able to to find answers for you on there and discuss them in future episodes thank you everybody for listening aphrodite wonderful as ever to see you glad to have you back off holiday um and uh, we'll be back with uh, episode six early in october thank you mark as well for hosting me it was lovely as always thank you take care see you all soon